0: The story took place on Sunday, December 11th, 2011. For most people, it was a regular Sunday. But for a fellow by the name of Brian Grubois from New Rochelle, it was a very, very fateful and monumental day. He was an avid hiker, and he was in Washington State, and he decided to do a solo hike. He was a seasoned hiker. He knew how to hike. So there was no object of concern. His family back in New York knew that he had flown all the way from um, New Rochelle out to Seattle, and then eventually to the place where he'd be hiking. And they knew they'd hear back from him once he re-entered society. But when the day that he was supposed to catch his plane back to the East Coast elapsed, and he never made it on the plane, they began to panic. And they notified the authorities who went searching for him. And sadly, it seems like he had blundered, and he'd lost his way and he lost his life to hypothermia and exposure, and he was in a very treacherous area, hiking area, and they needed to get his body. So the the, the the local authorities sent a team to try to find him, and some of the local park rangers eventually got to his body, and they were able to bring his body back to, um, back to the base camp. And thus began one of the most challenging and stressful few days for this family and really for many parts of Klal Because you see, the way it works is that the parks authorities have the right to do an autopsy on anybody that dies in the park. And because he died in the park, even though it was pretty clear that he died from hypothermia, there was no foul play, he was in the middle of nowhere. They decided, the commissioner of the parks decided that he needs to have an autopsy. You can only understand the consternation and concern in the Jewish world. We don't do autopsies, especially in this situation where there was no real need to have it. But sadly, the commissioner of parks and some of the people that were involved decided that this was a time to take a stand and that they were going to fight it at all costs. And thus began a legal battle. And that legal battle didn't just encompass an amazing Chabad rabbi in Washington, D.C., and an amazing lawyer of hers. Within a very short period of time, Klal Yisrael got together and they galvanized one of the most amazing legal responses to make sure that this fellow makes it to Kivurah Yisrael to Jewish burial in a timely fashion, intact, and whole. And it's amazing the amount of people in Klaal Yisrael that banded together to try to bring covet Hames to this very special gentleman. Whether it was a good Israel of America. Whether it was very well known, um, very well known attorney Nat Lewin, it was Jewish senators and congressmen, it was Chabad, and it was the Litvish, and it was the Hasidish world, and it was the modern Orthodox. It was everyone in Klal Yisrael that perhaps had a listening ear got together, and eventually it went to the court, and the court decided that he did not need an autopsy and the body needed to be released. As, sadly, the. Um, The parks authority had decided that this was going to become a national case and if they had to go to the Supreme Court, they they would force an autopsy on this body. And it went to court again. It was expedited, etc., etc. In the court case, the family asked one of the park rangers to stand up and testify about what he saw. And initially he wasn't going to do it, but he did it. And he testified how he was clearly hiking how it was cleared in an isolated place, and then through a lot of political intervention, eventually the case was swayed, the judge ruled, and the governor actually um, convinced the head of the Parks Commission to drop it, and he was brought first to Shemir Hadass in Brooklyn, and eventually flown to Eretz Yisroh, and he got Kfura Sisroh in Eretz This story never made it to the headlines, really, but it's a story that demonstrated... The power of Kalal Yisrael coming together in the most remarkable way, not to save a life. The person was no longer living, but to bring covet Hamas, even post-life. Now, I told you there's an amazing twist to this story. About a day after the final burial in Eretz Yisrael, one of the Askanim, Rabbi Gluck in Brooklyn, gets a phone call. And on the phone is one of the park rangers that discovered the body and brought the body back with him. And he's crying profusely. He says, I was the fellow that testified. I was also the fellow that found the body. And I need to share with you something and I just can't get back to myself. Listen to what he shared. He said, on Tuesday last week, I discovered the body and I brought it in. I wanted to know something. These things happen. It doesn't make an impression on me. But that night I went to sleep and I had a dream. And it was so vivid. And listen to what this fellow says. I dreamt that I was in Israel. And he begins to describe. He says, I saw a bench. And this, the deceased was on the bench, wrapped in a talus and some kind of shawl. There were men on one side and women on the other side. I was part of the funeral procession and someone got up and thanked me for bringing respect to the deceased. He said, I woke up, I was shocked. I'd never been in Israel. I'm not Jewish. I'd never seen a Jewish funeral before. But I, it was so clear to me. And they were thanking me for my involvement. That's what pushed me, he said, to testify. And to share my perspective. And ultimately to sway the judge, which eventually brought the fellow to K'furas Yisrael. That's the story. And I was thinking to myself, why? what, When? Why did this fellow from New Rochelle, why did he merit? this non-Jewish fellow should have a dream, a vivid and realistic dream because that's exactly what happened to him. I think part of it is because it was the beginning, it was the catalyst of the most amazing process of Achtos and Klai Yisrael. It was a re-living of Matan Taira, of Kiish Echad BeLev Echad, of everyone putting aside their differences and just focusing on bringing Kavad HaMais, bringing eternal honor to the deceased. And when that happens, that changes everything. The Nisim and Harsini could happen. The sick could be healed. And even people who maybe never would merit some type of connection or an exposure revelation get that revelation. That's the power of Achtos, of undeniable unity in Kalal Yisrael.